Welcome to the Granite Gals podcast. This is the podcast where we interview female hikers who hike the right mountains. I am Alexander Her. And I am Sage Her. The opinions that we personally express in this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of our interviewee or of any organizations we may mention. Hello, everyone. Today we're interviewing Susan Renan, an avid hiker. She travels all across the country to hike and climb mountains. She's also a Rhode Island school teacher. Welcome to Granny Gals. Thanks. Thanks for having me. When and why did you start hiking, and why do you like to hike? Um, actually, for most of my life, I didn't hike. My parents weren't super outdoorsy, so uh, the only time I really got to hike or be outside as a kid, uh, I was on Girl Scout trips. Um, so I was a really horrible Girl Scout, <laughs> anyway, and, and actually that never really inspired, like, an affinity for camping or being outside, but um, I always loved to walk, and my mom was a big walker, and so um, there were five of us kids. I have a twin sister and three younger brothers, and it was really special on Monday nights. I would always walk with her over to the other town, um, which was about a mile and a half away, to church. She was, like, super Catholic, like she could have a gate Catholic. And um, and so it was the only time I really got alone time with her. And I think that's one of the reasons I really love to walk. Uh, but I didn't really hike, like, on trails or mountains until I turned 40. Um, and I had gotten divorced. I had been really sick. And uh, when I started dating my now husband, Robert, he had done a bit of, um, like, really bad hiking with his brother, you know, like, flashlights and jugs of water kind of hiking. Um, so he had asked if I wanted to go and, and hike in the Berkshires, and I thought, well, why not, right? It's like hike is just like walking, right? Hiking is walking. Right. Um, yeah, it, just, it was like one of those really awful days when you like, everything is dripping and the trail is like brownie mix, and you just end up like covered in debris. Um, but by the end of the day, I just loved it, and uh, so we've just been hiking ever since. Wow, that's really great. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. And, you know, I think the thing about hiking for me, you know, and I don't know if you, you know, maybe will be able to look back on it, um, but I think for me a lot of the reason why I love hiking is is obviously to be in the outdoors, um, but I also think it really has to do with, like, the fact that nobody can get you there, right, and nobody can take credit for doing that. Like, you you have to be the one to get yourself up and down the mountains. And um, I think it's, it's like building that grit and then also just owning it and knowing that you can really just um, have that accomplishment and nobody can take it away from you or, like, denigrate it and say you didn't do it, right? Because <laughs> your feet were the ones that got you up and down. So, so yeah. Right. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. So what is your favorite 4K and why? This is really hard because I feel like, you know, people will probably laugh if I say Owl's Head, but it's one of my favorites. <laughs> I, really? I just really, we ended up with a really lovely day um, when we did it. And so it was um, just a perfect um, day in March, and the trail was beautiful, and we just took our time and really enjoyed it. And so I, I really love the forest through there and the the lake along the way, and it was just really, really quiet, and we only saw one other person that day. So I really do love that. But I think, I mean, maybe my favorite spot, if I had to think about, like, a, a hike where I, you can 
like really get beautiful views. Um, I also really love the the North Twin Spur and the view that you get of Washington from up there. Um, that's just, I mean, it's just stunning. I've been up there twice um, now, and it's always just beautiful. So I guess that would be that would be one of my favorites. So getting up there on the elevator. If you have you gone up the elevator yet um, from the hut up to South Twin? Um, yeah, yeah, always, we have. Yeah, that's that's a little rough, <laughs> but yes. but it's worth it when you get out there. <laughs> so I guess that's what I would say. What list um, or mountains besides the four Ks have you hiked or are you working on? And what did you enjoy about them specifically? Mm, well, so I am um, an ADK Winter Forty Sixer already, wow. and um, yeah, I was thrilled. Um, we didn't actually used to hate winter. It's like, oh, oh, it's winter. I can't hike. <laughs> so, but um, but we got snowshoes. And I grew up um, I grew up in Enville, New York. I know that sounds like a nursing home, but it's not. Um, and it's it's south of the Adirondacks. But as a kid, I never you know I never went to the Adirondacks. My parents didn't do those kind of things. And so uh, we ended up starting to go and hike up there in the winter time, and just absolutely fell in love with winter hiking. And so everything that we did in the Adirondacks uh, for the 46ers has been in the winter. And so actually I'm one of the first 200 women to have ever done that, done the winter 46. Wow. So that was pretty that was pretty awesome. And going to the, to the awards ceremony and meeting, you know, a few of the other women who had done it, that was really special. Um, that was lovely for me. Um, so I'm, I'm also um, an all-season um, New England 111er, and I'm working on my winter 111. And so I'm getting through. I'm almost through New Hampshire. Hopefully, going to finish up next winter. We had a few setbacks this winter, but we've done okay. Um, I've also, cl- I mean, I've I've climbed like 45 of the 58 Colorado 14ers. So that's the other list that we're slowly working through. Um, and I don't know. I mean, everything is so different, right? So I guess the Colorado, the Colorado is just super different in terms of trails. The trails are actually trails. I mean, I feel like sometimes in New England they're like, hey, there is a stream bed. It is now a trail. <laughs> so, <laughs> so in Colorado, really, it's um, until you get to the actual climbing, climbing, if you're doing some rock climbing, they're pretty well-groomed trails. Like, you can look up and have conversations and all that without thinking you're yeah. going to die. You know? <laughs> but um, So I guess that would be, that'd be different um, for Colorado. Well, plus there's no air. It's like they take away all the air, right? Um, you get off the plane, you're like, where'd all the air go? And you're going up oh. this gentle <laughs> incline, and you're out of breath, and you're thinking, this is crazy. Where'd all the air go? So... <laughs> You know, that that definitely makes a big difference. I don't know if you've climbed you've climbed to elevation, yes or no? Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you can tell I mean it makes a difference a big difference on your body, just how you have yeah. to manage your breathing. Yeah. Have you ever had bad experiences with bad altitude? I mean high altitude? You know, I haven't. Um you certainly I like I've seen a lot of people who have, but um we tend to get off the plane and hike right up to somewhere and be camping at like 11,000, um, you know, that night. We we don't often have time to do a lot of acclimatization. We used to sometimes take like 
there's something you can take that supposedly helps, but I felt like it made me really jittery. I don't really take medication. I don't like to take medication. So I stopped, and actually I feel a lot better. I think the key is really just have to super hydrate. So I start super hydrating like the week before, and I never had a problem. Um, But, you know, I mean, you could go a different time and react completely differently. Um, We know know people who are in the mountains all the time, and sometimes just the stars align against you and, for whatever reason, the altitude, bo- you know, like bothers you that day. Speaking of Colorado, um, where have you liked in addition to the White Mountains, and what is your favorite place to hike outside the Northeast? So I've hiked. So we've hiked in the Chiso. So we went there, and I did four of the five high points. Actually, one of them, Lost Mine Peak, um, is this crazy bushwhack up into the desert. And in Texas, like everything is trying to kill you, right? So you're wearing snake gators and you're on the lookout for snakes. But really it's not the snakes you have to worry about. It's like all the vegetation is spiky and has crazy thorns and stuff. So you're like bushwhacking through this crazy vegetation and then um, you go up this sort of really um, gravelly scree and then there are a couple pitches up to the top of the peak and – and so that I'm not really sure how many people actually ever climb because there's not really even a like a, a use trail. There's not a herd trail or anything. So you really have to like figure out where you're going because um, because it's not easy to get there. But so we've done four of those high points, and that's in Big Bend uh, in Texas. And then uh, I've done some climbing in California, and um, I don't know if you've ever been out there, but I did. Um, Cloud's Rest and um, a few others. Cloud's Rest is definitely my favorite, though, because it just looks down the valley and you can see Half Dome. And um, and it's called Cloud's Rest, actually, because the clouds form off the end of it. So it's really a super cool place to be. Um, I've also climbed, well, in the Northeast. I'm trying to think if, there's, if we've gone anywhere else. I don't think anywhere of note. So, uh, or Grand Canyon, but that's, I mean, climbing down. Actually, that's really, have you been to the Grand Canyon? We have. We haven't um, hiked. Oh, it's uh, so different. Well, it's so different because, I don't know, I felt really claustrophobic, in the, I will say, oh. in the bottom. Like, so there's something very different about climbing down into a place and looking up and, and sort of feeling enclosed. And so I would not say that I enjoyed that as much. <laughs> <laughs> I like going up. <laughs> so you hiked all over the United States. Um, we noticed as well. Yeah. Oh, you know, actually, I did. I did climb Rainier. Um, we didn't. We got oh. turned around toward the top, but yeah, we made it. That's why I didn't. I don't know. I didn't think of that, but yeah, we did climb Rainier, and actually, we climbed a few other peaks right in that um, right in that vicinity, um, wow. right in the park. Yeah, that was last summer. Isn't it funny how you just forget? But yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was uh, actually it is beautiful in the Pacific Northwest, and we didn't get to do anywhere near as much as we would have liked to, um, because Rainier sort of sucked up like four or five days of the trip. But um, but if you get a chance, it was it was pretty amazing. We were on one peak, um, and in the distance you could see Mount St. Helens very distinctly, and then when you turned 180 degrees, you were looking right over near. So that was pretty cool. So, 
to get a chance, that's a great place to go. Yeah, it sounds amazing. We actually climbed Mount Hood, um, but we haven't climbed Mount Rainier. Oh, nice, yeah. That's on our list, yep. Have you ever experienced sexism directed towards you on the trail? So that's a great question. You know, I think sometimes it's really subtle, and so it can sound like concern, <laughs> you know, like, are you okay, or how's your trip going, or yeah. actually I would say the most um, direct one recently would be, we just, we just the other day, yesterday did, yesterday, oh my God, did, um, we hiked up um, Crawford Path and um, did Pierce and Eisenhower, and we went to Eisenhower first, and we didn't see anyone. We saw these two guys coming across from uh, Washington, and um, the, well, we, there was no one climbing with us up. And then we got back to, um, you know, where the sign was, uh, where you take a left and go up to Piers. And there were these three sort of college-age kids, and it was pretty rough going um, over to Eisenhower. Just it was a little bit more mixed, a little bonier than we thought, a little icy, and the visibility was horrible. I don't know if you all got out yesterday afternoon. I think it was clearing up, um, but in the morning it, it was really low visibility, and the wind was whipping, and we had our goggles, and it was pretty clear that even sort of coming down to where we were, that they weren't really that sure, and they didn't look super prepared, and they looked a little worried, and then they saw me. And they got very cheerful. <laughs> and I imagine that what they thought was, oh, well, if she can do it, right, how hard can it be? And it was just oh, this me. light bulb moment of, like, you could be in big trouble. <laughs> and you don't know because you don't know what I've done, like, who, you know, or, or not. Right. So, but it was definitely, I hope they had more than just microspikes, because um, actually there were a couple places going up Eisenhower that I wish I had brought crampons and ice axe, but we didn't. We just had our uh, hill sounds, which are a little more aggressive than microspikes. They're sort of in between microspikes and crampons. So, you know, I definitely was glad to have those, but I wish I had a little bit more aggressive spikes. That would have been nice. <laughs> I don't know what they had, but but I would say that definitely that would be that would be a good example. But I think a lot of the times it is it's that all sort of max masked and like how far are you going and where have you been, <laughs> you know. Right. So I think uh, I think that's usually how I say. It. I did have one um, ranger, um, a nod knock, um, and you know an, an older gentleman. Um, it was Memorial Day weekend. and It was still pretty wet up there. And uh, we were just going to go hike the mountain. And uh, he asked what trail we were going to take. And I don't remember. We were going to take one of the harder trails. It's sort of like around the back. And and uh, he looks at my husband. And then he leans over and looks at me. And then he leans back up and looks at Robert and says, I don't think you should go that way. I think you should take the white dot trail. <laughs> And I was like, excuse me? Like, you don't think I can make it? But, you know, I, I think that was that was another good example of, wow, you know, just being underestimated, right? Tell us about your most memorable animal encounters on the trail. 
Oh, animals, yeah. I mean, there's always the Grey J Mafia, right? Um, which is what I call the, <laughs> the, the days that, yeah, we really ought not to feed them. They just bully us with their cuteness. Um, so, um, but I think actually the, the one that stands out the most would be um, we were in the Adirondacks, and it was, it was like March, and things were starting to melt, and um, we were going to go out and bushwhack up these two mountains that are, are trailless called Street and Nye, and it's, you know, it's lovely because you, you go up one, uh, one route, and you can really bag both of them. They're pretty close to one another, but it's trailless, and you got to, like, manage with the snow and stuff. And so we were going out, and we had just crossed over. There's a, a pretty broad stream that you have to cross over, um, and right after that, it's, like, super flat for a while, because in the Adirondacks, actually, this is a great difference between the Adirondacks and New Hampshire, too, is that there's super long walkouts for a lot of the peaks. Like, you're like, I'm walking five miles, and then I'm starting to climb. (laughs) So this was one of those where you're walking out, and it's pretty flat for a while, and so we're on the flat, and we're sort of skirting the forest line in sort of this meadow, and... I start to see along the side of the trail these big paw prints. And I'm like, what is that? It looks like a big cat. And I'm thinking, really? There are no cats in the Adirondacks. But apparently there are cats in the Adirondacks. And worse, we kept seeing, like, um, urine stains, and the urine was stained with blood. And so I'm thinking, not only are we, you know, like, tracking, following this animal who, you know, looks really big to me based on these tracks but it's also possibly like bleeding or hurt or sick or you know not happy because of any one of those things right and I'm like if this were a horror movie this would be the point where I'd be going like you know yelling at the screen like go the other way turn around you know but but no we kept going and we never saw it the track kind of like turned off into the meadow and but I thought, this could be really, really bad. <laughs> and here we are, like, in the middle of nowhere because no one comes here because it's a trail this week. But, yeah, so fortunately we did not meet up with that animal. Do you prefer hiking solo or with a group of people? Well, I, at this point, I am not hiking solo. Um, it's my preference right now. I think, um, you know, it all has to do with your comfort level. And for me, with you know, three kids, that's not something I feel comfortable doing right now. Plus, a lot of the time that I have to hike is time that, you know, that my husband and I are working on joint projects. And so um, we go as a team, and I think that that is really my comfort level right now. That's my preferred thing to do. But I also like hooking up with, you know, with other couples or with just other people, sometimes we'll run into people on the trail, and especially if they're alone, we will join up. Or like we met um, a guy that we've been Facebooking with um, and did a couple weeks in Colorado. We did the same thing with some people in New Hampshire. So I'm always happy to have like a couple extra people on board, <laughs> but um, I haven't done like super big group hikes. Um, well, I, I mean, I do in that I take my students. I, I teach sixth grade. Uh, I have for a couple of years now, and I take my sixth graders up Monadnock in the fall, oh, and that great. is a really bigger. Yeah, it's super fun. It's just um, it's like forty sixth graders and ten adults 
most of whom are there against their will. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we have walkie-talkies, and we load everybody wow. up with snacks and, and head on up. Yeah, it's really fun. And um, we're always, we always check and see if there are any tadpoles in the vernal pools at the top, which there generally are, and the kids love that. And Yeah, so it's a bunch of fun. Um, so I would say, like, that kind of group hike where I'm with students, and it's a thing that we're doing to, like, build community and have that moment together, I think that is really special. Um, I am training to be a leader, a trip leader with ANC, and so I know, you know, in future I will be doing more group hikes in that process. So I guess maybe, maybe when I experience them more, or maybe just when I'm in charge, <laughs> I'll like it better. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, it is exciting. I'm doing um I'm doing that and then this weekend I'm going up and doing their um when I'm helping out with the advanced winter travel course. Helping instruct that and then I'll be helping with the instruction of the glacier travel course in the spring. That's awesome. Yeah. Well I think, you know, I yeah, I do really feel like we all, I mean, everybody who enjoys the mountains, right? I mean, you have to find a way to give Definitely. back, whether that's through instruction or leading or, you know, conservancy, trail maintenance, you know, because we all have to share it, right? And hopefully by doing trip leadership, it will help other people not only be safe, but maybe get out to places they normally wouldn't have and learn how to do it the right way, which would be great. Yeah, Definitely. What's next? Do you have any specific hiking-related plans for the future? Well, yeah, I mean, immediately my goal is to get through as many of the New Hampshire uh, mountains this winter to work toward my winter 111. If I could if I could do that, that would be great. This summer back in Colorado for more 14ers. Um, so I guess those are my two, like, most immediate hiking goals, I think, you know, after that, I can sort of think more like, what do I want to, what do I want to take on next? You know, maybe go back to California. Or I actually was really intrigued um, when I saw you doing your hiking in um, the UK. Um, that looks super fun, and that would be something I would love to do with the kids. And um, the kids are working on their New Hampshire mountains, so I'm sure we'll be back up doing more of those with them for their list over the summer. Yeah, well, that's exciting. And, yeah, I definitely recommend hiking in England uh, for a trip. I mean, it was really amazing. Yeah, the pictures looked absolutely beautiful. Um, so now we'll ask you some questions that are not necessarily really the hiking. Um, awesome. What do you do for a living? I'm a teacher. And I actually, this is my 25th year of teaching, which is hard wow. to believe. Yeah, I am primarily middle school. I taught 7th and 8th grade English for years and years and years. And then a few years ago, as my kids were coming up through um, middle school, I started teaching 5th grade. And then I, I started teaching 6th grade. And so, um, so I've taught pretty much everything now from humanities to math. I think I only haven't taught science or modern language, but don't tell them that because they'll get ideas. <laughs> so, so, but it's been really fun moving around, and I think um, middle school is really 
my heart is there with that level. I think, you know, middle school kids are the best because they still have all the energy and all the enthusiasm, and um, I think they're just more willing to, to take risks, and I don't know, yeah. I enjoy them a lot. It's, it's a lot more fun to hang out with kids all day than it is adults. <laughs> so, so I do that, and then also I've been doing so. I I write, so I'm working on a book right now, actually about hiking. Um, oh wow! Yeah, so actually, it's a fun project. Um, I'm having there's a a graphic artist in Colorado. Her name is Zoe. Uh, she's out of Salida, and um, I'm doing a memoir, but it's like half narrative and half graphic novel. So she's uh, doing the drawing for me, and I'm doing the narration and and working on that. And I also write screenplays, so they keep me busy too. Plus I'm a mom. <laughs> so that's really busy. <laughs> that's really, it's a lot to juggle. But, um, but it's fun, and it gives me, like the writing gives me a creative outlet because school is fun, but it's not, um, it's not the same as sort of spending that time in your own brain right, thinking about life and telling stories, which is which is fun. What's your favorite food? Oh, oh gosh. Um, so real food or junk food or trail food? Yeah, <laughs> That's hard. Anything. <laughs> anything. Um, I well, I love vegetables. Mm-hmm. So um, I like I love Brussels sprouts and parsnips and anything with bacon. All that is <laughs> all that oh. is good. I guess I would say vegetables are, are sort of my favorite food. Um, in terms of other stuff, I chocolate, dark chocolate is definitely like a major food group in my life. And then for trail food, that's a little harder. I really like I really like trail mix, but I tend to get like a bunch of different kinds and mix them together and pick stuff out. And so I only have what I like in the bag. <laughs> which is like oh. pepitas and uh, pizza, dark chocolate peanut butter cups and I like almonds. and So it's it's pretty highly tailored. So what's your favorite non-hiking related book? Non-hiking related book? Um, well, my favorite book of all time, I would have to say, is Bleak House by Charles Dickens. I don't know if you've read that yet in your own readings, but, um, but it's fantastic. I definitely mm-hmm. recommend it. Um, and it feels really modern in a lot of ways um, because he's like he's basically the best social justice writer, arguably, of all time. Um, so I really that still is a book that just has stayed with me. I was a Victorian literature concentration as a literature major, uh, so I read a, a lot of Victorian literature, and that book I would say has really stuck with me. In terms of more modern stuff. Um, I tend to fluctuate based on who I'm reading at the moment, and I really love I really love David Mitchell. I don't know if you've heard of him. His books are a little bit more adult, and he does a lot of fantastical realism. And I really love Neil Stevenson's books. Um, he's the one he wrote Cloud Atlas, which you might have heard of. Um, but I'm really I love his stuff, and that his is really more historical fiction. But I think what I really love about his is is that you can follow the historical narrative and learn a lot about history, you know, just by by reading his books, which is which is pretty awesome. It gets you interested yeah. in a lot of stuff you never thought about. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Really uh, if you could either fly or be invisible, which would you choose and why? Oh, fly, definitely. Um, 
because then I could go anywhere I wanted to. Dogs or cats? Oh, cats. I have two, Violet and Stripey. I call them Violence Aww. and Stripey. That's yeah, so they're very sweet, <laughs> mostly. Chips or popcorn? Popcorn. Popcorn is probably my fatal flaw. Cheddar or Swiss? Oh, say again? Cheddar or Swiss cheese? Oh, so I'm one of the allergies that I have is that I'm um, allergic to whey, which is a protein in cheese. So, um, so actually, I don't eat a lot of regular cheese. But I would oh. say for like for goat and sheep cheese, actually, I prefer the versions of of uh, cheddar than I do Swiss, I guess. If you had to pick either summer hiking or winter hiking in the White Mountains, which would you choose to do first? Oh, winter. That is so easy. Winter every time. <laughs> I love the winter. Um, it's so quiet, you know, and just um, yeah. having the solitude and, and I think the sound of the snow and your snowshoes swishing. Um, plus, when you get older, it's a lot easier on your knees. So. Cool. Um, well, thank you so much. Yeah, not at all. Please to do you. it. It was great talking to you. Yeah, it's great talking to you, too. Hopefully we'll be able to meet up on the trail sometime. The preservation of the environment is important if we want to continue having beautiful mountains to hike. We strongly encourage you to donate to Union of Concerned Scientists, or UCS. It is an amazing organization that does important scientific research to help prevent negative effects of climate change. You can learn more about UCS and donate to their organization at ucsusa.org.